0: the guy who's singing "And All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth is not on meth. It's not a meth thing.
1: Okay, but how else does an adult lose their two front teeth?
0: I don't know. That's a great question. Maybe kicked in the mouth by a Christmas mule. A Christmas donkey. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 12 Days of Flixmas a podcast where we review Netflix Christmas movies. I don't
1: think we've ever said what we do so early on. And, you
0: know, trying to tighten it up a little bit. My name is <laughs> Nicholas William, Beetleborg Pettigrew, and this is...
1: Natalia Pettigrew.
0: Not Beetleborg. She would not take the Beetleborg name.
1: No, I refused
0: that's right. We're on day
1: nine. Isn't that crazy? That is
0: insane.
1: I, you know, we tried to do 25, immediately regretted that idea. And now we're like kind of sad that it's almost over.
0: I don't know if it's just because we've been watching these back to back, like shotgunning them or if um, it's because a lot of them are by Brainpower Studios yeah. But it's starting to feel like one big shared Christmas universe, like all of these movies take place in the same.
1: Yeah, we joked about the bingo card, and then we're like, "Oh, this is easy to do."
0: Yeah, the bingo's easy. Yeah, and it's certainly easy with today's film, which is the, which is not the Christmas wedding planner. It's just Christmas, Christmas. wedding planner.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, clocking in at a. Uh, not even tight a uh, less than tight one hour and 26 minutes yeah
0: you could trim some fat off of this baby
1: oh oh yeah you can get should be less
0: that's right but speaking of fat you know what you can't trim off of it joey fatone how dare you integral to this movie
1: How dare so you good start with a joey fat joke right at the top
0: because well, it's it, no it's like a, a, a name thing it's not him he's not fat he's great
1: Okay, he's our bingo, and I do love
0: him. Yes, that's right. He is our B-list bingo. Um, So let's just jump into it. Let me give you the summary as presented by the fine, fine people at the InternetMovieDatabase.com. Wedding planner Kelsey Wilson is about to have her big break, planning her beloved cousin's lavish and exclusive wedding. Everything is going smoothly until Connor McLean, a devilishly handsome private investigator, shows up and turns Kelsey's world upside down. Hired by a secret source, Connor quickly dis- disrupts the upcoming nuptials, but wins Kelsey's heart in the process.
1: Process? That's right. Too many Canadian movies?
0: Starting to get Canadian. That's what it's all about. Very sorry. <laughs> uh.
1: I didn't write it down before, right? I just thought about it. This is very uh, much a nepotism movie.
0: Oh, my God. You're right. This is another nepotism movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't even put that one together. But, yeah, she's hired by her cousin. or actually, hired by the aunt who yes. raised her, mm-hmm. basically, her mom.
1: Because she has a dead mom. mom. Oh, you're not doing the same notes I'm doing.
0: I don't know how to do notes.
1: It's so Okay, I was just thinking, like it's her first wedding to plan, and it's this huge, lavish wedding, where it's like a lot of fancy people, a lot of money. There's like someone writing an article about it, a photographer that they have to whisper.
0: Yeah, that never says the photographer's name out in the open. Although we do get a uh, Cheryl, 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 Charles. Cheryl's name, the baker. Who is a character, too. Oh, he,
1: but we're still going uh, ahead because this is a Harlequin movie.
0: <clears throat> That's right, baby. Another movie based on a Harlequin novel. Do we have the title of the Harlequin novel?
1: Once Upon a Wedding.
0: That's right. Once Upon a Wedding, which has almost nothing to do with Christmas. So I'm wondering how hard they shoehorned it in.
1: Yes. Uh, and again, this is a movie about a pretty girl, but she's a mess.
0: Oh, yeah. You get that right off the bat. So they um a lot of establishing B roll stuff of like people getting ready with for the wedding, which a lot of that B roll does come up later in the movie when they're getting ready for the wedding. Gotta love it when they reuse the same couple of shots. Um But mm-hmm. she, uh Kelsey is established entering a coffee shop, which we learn is called Cherry Beans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not cherry beans. Yeah. Cherry beans.
1: And in a very uh, Christmas with a view slash Christmas catch, uh, she runs into uh, people. Into this oh, that's woman. right.
0: She runs into two people in the span of thirty seconds. That's how you know that she's a klutz. Yes. Um. Yeah. So she runs into this woman first. Spills the woman's latte. Not on her, not on anyone. Doesn't seem to create too much of a mess.
1: But that woman hates her.
0: Oh, that woman hates the fuck out of her. And then, uh, but she's so intimate with the woman that you thought that she knew her.
1: Yes. <clears throat> I thought that was her cousin.
0: Yeah. But no, just a random person who never shows up in the movie again. No. Nope. Um, and then she bumps into yet another person, this time, charming. Private Detective Connor McLean, who we don't know yet,
1: Mm-mm. is
0: the charming Private Detective Connor McLean.
1: He looks like a young T. Donovan.
0: He does, but he is young, charming private investigator Connor McLean. Mm-hmm. Um, so she allows him to go in front of her at the cafe as a way of making amends for bumping into him. He proceeds to order twelve coffees, um, uh, twelve muffins. He doesn't specify the muffin. Apparently, they only have muffin there. They have muffin mm-hmm. and you order it or you get the fuck out. Yes. But he did also order one specific blueberry scone yes. from this place. But apparently their blueberry scones are world renowned. Or,
1: or at least town day. renowned, yeah. yeah.
0: And um so he gets the blueberry scone and then Kelsey tries to order and all she wants is that blueberry scone and guess what? Connor took the last one. last one. That's right. Although this barista goes to absurd lengths to try and please her.
1: He brings out a plain scone and a loose bag of blueberries. Not
0: just a loose bag of blueberries. It was a bag of blueberries from his lunch, which a lot of questions. That was a lot of blueberries.
1: A huge Ziploc.
0: Was he going to, did he have it like? Where he was going to eat it slowly over time, or was that today's amount of blueberries?
1: It, it looked not like raw blueberries. It looked like the the kind you would mix into a batter. It, they felt a little wet,
0: right? Yes. Uh, yeah, it was unsettling. She doesn't take that. Uh, she tries mm-hmm. to offer Connor $7 and a mystery gift card because for his scone.
1: She is a fierce warrior.
0: That's right. Something she repeats to herself over and over and in her internal monologue. There's a lot of like layered stuff that's happening in this movie that you start to get like pieces of throughout. A
1: lot of talking to herself, and then a lot of
0: texting herself.
1: Well, texting to someone. Yes,
0: someone who you don't know who it is, and it's really weird.
1: And again, as we, as I said, Nick guessed it early and spoiled it for me.
0: I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's it's supposed to be one of those like big impact emotional moments when you learn that she's been texting her dead mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole time. And again, don't know if I got those notes right. Nope. Nope. All right. <laughs> but look at you trying. I appreciate uh, you
1: know it. What? I'm, I'm know trying what? for you. I'm trying for you. Uh, and then we go and we meet, uh, she goes and meets her cousin who she's going to um, plan her wedding. And we, um, she describes her as this perfect blonde woman.
0: That you want to hate, but you can't. She's, she's so great.
1: a tiara.
0: She's wearing a tiara headpiece. Uh, Headbands, yes. Yeah.
1: And a white dress, which
0: I I guess it's It's fine. The, head
1: dress, uh, the white dress makes sense.
0: But it's not a wedding yet. But I, I, I guess it's fine.
1: Well, it, that's common for, like, uh, like a women to wear for their shower or their engagement party.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, she gets to – she's late to the engagement party that she is organizing, which already her aunt's like, you got to be punctual, baby. Um, so, let's see what happens here. Oh, Yes. Guess who's at the engagement party, guys? It's Connor McLean, sexual and young private investigator Connor McLean.
1: And guess who got that last scone for?
0: The aunt, who Kelsey was trying to get the scone for her in the first place. She's trying to get it for the aunt to get in the aunt's good graces. Connor beat her to it. Mm-hmm. Which brings up a lot of questions for me is that Connor got 12 coffees? Was he bringing those 12 coffees and muffins? To this already catered event? Like, was it supposed to be a thing?
1: Or... I don't understand who, because it's already started.
0: And the only friend we meet of his is Joey Fatone. He's got one friend in this movie. Where were those other 11 coffees going?
1: Well, Joey wasn't even there.
0: No, 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 no. Joey wasn't there.
1: It, it doesn't make sense. The party was already started. Unless it was, like, for the catering staff? I don't, I don't really understand who's going to, uh, yeah, some people had the cups though, but it's like a fancy, fancy engagement party and he got these like nondescript black coffees.
0: Yeah. It'd be like if I rolled into someone's engagement party with 12 black Starbucks coffees Even and
1: Starbucks, just like
0: 12 loose muffins.
1: People would think I was insane. Yeah, just like uh, local coffee, not even Starbucks.
0: Especially as I'm like walking around trying to pawn these coffees off on people at the <laughs> engagement party. Yeah,
1: that has food and <clears> stuff <throat> catered. Yeah. Why did he bring muffins?
0: I don't know. But yeah, she finds out that Connor's there. She starts reading him the riot act. And then she finds out that Connor is her cousin's ex-boyfriend
1: yes oh but before that um her aunt introduces her to a writer for the this lady that's going to write an article uh for wedding Magazine dot magazine.com
0: wedding Magazine jour magazine.com wedding of the day magazine.com yes i don't understand is it oh is it a magazine or is
1: it a website? It's like an online magazine.
0: But still, you don't even online magazines don't usually have magazine
1: in the title. Yeah, Good choice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And this is where she whispers the name of the photographer.
0: Oh, that's right, and which which really piques this woman's interest, piques the reporter's interest, and she's like, "I'll write this story because you've whispered the name Dan Fogelman into the not not in the movie." Not in the movie, by the way, just uh, pulling a random name out. Actually, not random, because I did watch Ava's Possessions the other day, and he's in it, and he was wonderful.
1: Oh, we should also mention that the aunt is the mom from Gossip Girls that plays Serena's mom, uh, uh, who is Blake Lively's mom.
0: She looked familiar. She looked like almost, if if Fatone wasn't in it, then she would have been the B-movie actress.
1: Yeah, but she's a little too current. A little bit. Um, I guess because there's like the Zane, it was also from like Riverdale, mm-hmm. like a similar kind of vibe. Yeah, that's true. Uh, from Country Christmas. Uh, <coughs> but she was putting these weird headbands with like uh, roses always on, or flowers on the side of her head in every scene.
0: Yeah, she was giving um, like matronly Poison Ivy vibes. The character from DC sure. Comics, not sure, sure, sure. not um <laughs> not the series about the Lolita like girl who seduces and ruins a family. Oh yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm sure people would be confused.
0: Sorry, there's a lot of Bader Meinhof today for me where um I was thinking about that because I saw Jamie King. Or Jamie Presley. Jamie Presley. Oh yeah. She was on an episode of Drag Race that we watched today and she was in Poison Ivy 3 the new seduction or maybe 4 the new seduction. I know. Don't don't think about it too much listener why I have that locked into my knowledge bank. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um So, something that I thought was interesting (coughs) is that uh, Kelsey did the uh, announcement before the formal announcement of Emily.
0: That's right. She announces Emily into the space informally before the formal announcement that they will be giving later on in the day. And then, at that formal announcement Mm -hmm. at the engagement Mm -hmm. party, we meet her fiancé, Pete, who is... The safe cracker from
1: Christmas Catch. Sure is. Oh, and they are gonna have a Christmas Eve <laughs> dream wedding. Mm-hmm.
0: Let me tell you something. This is where the shared universe stuff really starts to kick in. I'm imagining that after Christmas Catch, Pete sells uh was it Meredith? What was the the girl the ex wife's name in Christmas catch? Doesn't matter. Sells her up the river so that he can get parole. Bethany? Or, yeah, Bethany. So that he can get parole. He gets paroled, changes his life, changes his name to Pete, comes into this small town, woos this woman, Emily. And then that's how he shows up in this one. It's shared universe all the way through. Of course it it doesn't make sense because you find out that Pete's got rich parents and they've been a pillars of the community for blah 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 and so it doesn't work. But I want it to.
1: Yeah, and then who else do we see in this?
0: Oh, I mean, there's there's a couple mm-hmm. of repeat offenders in this one. The uh, woman who was uh, in both Christmas with a View and last episode's um, the elf. Uh, Christmas with a the Prince, the elf, is also in this one playing a pregnant... Uh, hostess, oh maid, yeah. maid, yes, 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 Veronica, yeah, and she becomes an integral part of the story we'll, we'll, at the very we'll end.
1: Talk about it later. That's right. Uh, the bridesmaid in this, <laughs> uh, the jealous bride. Oh,
0: that's right. The the Bella, mm-hmm. the jealous bride bridesmaid is Melinda Shankar.
1: Yeah, and she's Bella, and right. Christmas with a uh, prince.
0: That's right.
1: And then Marty.
0: Oh, that's right. God, there's so many. So um, in Christmas with a View, the fiance of the best friend, whose name escapes me. It might have been Marty. No, it wasn't Marty. That was someone else. Um, but yeah, the city planner. He's in this too as a waiter at a restaurant that may or may not be the same location as as Joey Fatone's restaurant filmed from a different angle. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anyways, digression. Um what do they announce at the wedding? Or what do they announce at the engagement party?
1: Just they just announce that they're getting married.
0: No, there
1: was it was like a that's lame,
0: because obviously they're getting married.
1: That's just when you you have the engagement party, you just, like, it, the future Mr. and Mrs. blah, blah, blah. I thought they
0: had some, like, announcement announcement that they made. Maybe I'm wrong. Probably am. Um, But the aunt lets Kelsey know that, hey, um, sexual young private investigator Connor it's McClain sexual, yeah. is... Uh, the cousin's ex boyfriend, and that he might be here to cause some trouble. To
1: ruin the wedding. That's
0: right. <clears throat> so Kelsey immediately ejects him from the wedding.
1: Uh, the party. Um,
0: the engagement party. Yes, I'm sorry. Ejects him from the engagement party. Follows him out to mm-hmm. his car, which I I don't. Is he being chauffeured? chauffeured? Or what? Because he's sitting in the so, back seat of a, of a car.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> or at least like Ubered.
0: Maybe. Maybe it's an Uber. Um, But yeah, he proposes that he is actually a private investigator. He's here to investigate Pete. He can't disclose who the source is, but he's here to investigate Pete because he seems like a shady ne'er-do-well. Maybe he used to be a safe cracker in another life.
1: Yes. <laughs> Who can say?
0: That's right. And he said, hey, if you don't want me to ruin this wedding, then help me with my investigation.
1: Yeah, that's just what a PI should have is this miscellaneous woman help him.
0: He definitely needs the wedding planner to help him with the wedding. Uh,
1: So she decides she leaves. Oh, she refuses. Refuses.
0: She says, Pete's a great guy. You don't know what you're doing, buddy. She's
1: known for a long time.
0: You get near this wedding, I'm gonna fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Well, she says it, you know, in We're a tone. Canadian. Yeah,
1: we get some white Christmas <clears throat> trees.
0: Ooh, so many white Christmas trees. I think that the white Christmas tree is actually a Brain Power Studio staple. I think they have these trees. I I want to say that they make so many Christmas movies that they have just like a stock uh, warehouse full of Christmas shit that they break out for each movie. And so those white Christmas trees get used.
1: Yeah, definitely shared props. Yeah. Oh, and then we get to the uh, wedding dress shopping.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Now we're at wedding dress shopping. This
1: Here's here's the thing that bothers me the most. <coughs> uh, Aunt Olivia has this wedding dress that she wants to give Emily to wear.
0: The Wilson family dress.
1: It is beautiful. It's also very on trend. It's like a, a long-sleeved... Um, I don't even know if it's full sleeve or like three-quarter sleeve. I think it's long lace. sleeve, but like
0: sheer. Like yeah. It's, you know.
1: It's beautiful.
0: It's a very nice dress.
1: And she wants to give it to Emily to wear. And Emily is like, how do I tell her I don't want to wear this ugly thing? Which makes no sense to me. Because she then picks out the A much uglier, uglier dress. <laughs> not the, An ugly dress. An actual ugly dress.
0: With, like, a, a white fur wrap. Like, that's something that these movies, yeah. like, is, like, that fur the top. stoles. Yeah, yeah, stoles. There are a lot of stoles in this movie. Yeah. Not just this movie, but Brain Power Studios has a lot of stoles, it seems like.
1: Uh, first, Connor calls uh, uh, Kelsey from his diner makeshift office. That's right. Um, you find out later that he... Apparently owns this diner, mm-hmm. so that's why he's making his office. It's Still kind of rude. I'm sure he has an actual office in this diner think he owns it. Or I should say, restaurants, not really a diner.
0: It it is a full restaurant. Yes, they serve lobster. It's a restaurant.
1: <clears throat> yeah, full head-on lobster. Yeah. Uh, you meet all the her bridesmaids, which are are like brought in like a different kind of uh, dwarfs.
0: Yeah, they're brought in one at a time. There's the jealous Jealous. one who's played by bella melinda shankar uh then there's the uh bitter bitter one who's divorced
1: recently divorced because he cheated on her that's
0: right and then the last one is clumsy Clumsy, yes this girl was clearly either channeling sashir zamaita or or she was herself high all the time because it was just like a vibe that i was like you know what i mean the character was clearly supposed to be like high and clumsy and like goofy
1: yeah she was just always eating treats she like came yeah. in with uh, frosting on her hand because
0: she was eating a cupcake in the car baby it's very funny and then she was offering cookies to the bridesmaids
1: can i can i tell a really shameful story oh let's hear it i when i was at like a, an office assistant uh, I was cleaning up a, a party that we had like I forget some office party and there were a bunch of cupcakes and I wanted another cupcake uh, but I didn't want to take it back to my desk because I was cleaning up everything and I had to like move everything and I was by myself in this room so I thought I'm just gonna stuff this entire cupcake into my mouth while and then I'm gonna eat it as I start cleaning up. I'm just, and it's not something I usually do. I would, you, you can ask my husband. I usually take s- too many bites. She's
0: got a bird mouth. She's got a small mouth. No. It, it
1: doesn't look like it, it would take me so many bites, but it does. Um, but I decided to stuff an entire cupcake in my mouth, and all, and then of course it's like all over my hands and face, and before I can like look like a normal person. One of the doctors comes into the room <laughs> and sees me. And, uh, and I had a mouthful of cupcakes. Yeah. Like nothing made me feel more like a, like a, a low-level fat woman. <laughs> Early 20s, so young woman than that moment. And, and I just had to be like, you more cupcakes if you want. <laughs> it was so embarrassing.
0: Oh honey, I love you i i've learned that i can fit a lot of sweets in my mouth at once
1: well luckily this guy was like a contractor so he didn't show up oh very often.
0: there you go uh, yeah 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 you didn't I have to see him every day no
1: i'd have to get a new job
0: he didn't have to like give you weird looks every time there was cupcakes at the <laughs> party
1: or anything oh that was embarrassing. uh now i know take a cupcake back to your desk that's right
0: or eat one in the car
1: yeah, don't be lazy. No, now I do that thing where I was like, I'm going to bring these home to, to my husband and son, and then I just eat them in the car. hmm hmm So you never get cupcakes brought home to you? Yeah, you know. Did you wonder why there's no more parties for my work?
0: Nah, I just figured COVID.
1: Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> just, The parties are happening in my car. <clears throat> okay, so we see her do these dress shopping. Uh, oh, first of all, while she's shopping... Uh, Todd the fiance shows up And Emily's like He can't see me And so she goes to run away And then Todd Again let me remind you Was the safe cracker in Christmas Catch mm-hmm. Comes in and goes Is it safe And I laughed so hard <laughs> You guys only if, only if you had seen the other movie Is this a funny joke So I like to imagine that This is just for people like us That have seen the shared universe mm-hmm. so uh the the bp uh what is
0: it Brain Power studios
1: what would it be the The bpu yes um
0: yeah so he comes to give all of the bridesmaids a little gift
1: which gross
0: who was the gift it was like it looked like
1: jewelry it
0: looked like a yes some kind of jewelry
1: bracelet box yeah Um, I would be so grossed out if you had done that for my bridesmaids.
0: And then you see uh, Pete make a little bit of a small talk flirtation with the owner of the the, uh, dress shop. Mm -hmm. I was trying to find a better word for that, but just dress shop. Mm -hmm. Um, Which alerts Kelsey, sets off her tingling spidey sense. And so she's trying to figure out what's going on with that. Because he leaves a little note for uh, the bride, the, the shop owner.
1: Yes, yeah, so Kelsey is wondering, is is Todd actually cheating on Emily?
0: Which leads to a very weird convoluted next scene where Cheryl...
1: Hold on, before we get there. Okay. What is Kelsey wearing?
0: Oh, that's right. Thank you for remembering that. She's wearing the exact same top. From a very country Christmas.
1: Yes, the the shirt that I do not understand why any single woman would be wearing. It is the um, high top red shirt with the buttons down the back.
0: There's like seventy five buttons on the back of that thing.
1: Why are all these single women wearing these shirts? And all and uh, I mean the other woman from Country Christmas, at least Quinn. She had Quinn.
0: Her daughter. Yeah. Who had so much chemistry with uh, oh, yes. Zane.
1: <laughs> Kelsey has no one. She yeah. lives alone.
0: No, she lives alone. She's going to die alone. Um, no, she's not. Well, true. <laughs> that's true. That. that is very true. We'll get to that at the end of the movie. Um, so, yes. They, she decides that she's going to try and figure out what's going on between Pete and the bridal shop owner. Um Uh, So she stages somehow this elaborate plan that she doesn't tell the audience or actually really, it's not explained what the plan is.
1: No, and and at the same time, uh, her caterer cancels on her. Oh, that's right. Yes, for this big fancy wedding. That's
0: right. He cancels because he's going through a divorce or his wife just broke up with him and he would be too painful to do a wedding. Which she does not seem very. Uh, she doesn't care. No, she doesn't give a fuck. Um, she's like we had it. We had an agreement.
1: You do have a contract.
0: Maybe. You,
1: yeah, she's a professional. She's a fir- but she's
0: a first time professional. Maybe. Maybe this is the incident that inspires her to always have contracts with people. Maybe. Yeah. Um. So her plan, as I understand it, and maybe you can help me out with this, is that. She has had Cheryl, Charles, Charles, the baker, who's like the only baker in town, the best baker in the world. Finger
1: card baking.
0: Yeah. Uh, baking, yeah. Um, she's had him come to either her house or her cousin's house.
1: No, I think it's his.
0: No, because they make a point of saying that it's Charles, like, you know, I, she has to come to a different location to pick up her cookies now.
1: I thought it was that it was like his house instead of his shop.
0: Oh, that's right. No. No. It's either Kelsey's house or the cousin's house. Well there's it has the cousin's.
1: It's not his house. It must be the cousin's house. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, so the plan this is this is how confusing the whole setup yes. is. Is that um Charles there, he's going to teach the cousin and Kelsey how to make gingerbread that's going to be served at the wedding. Because you know, uh, why not outsource to the bride and her cousin slash wedding planner to make uh, the gingerbread? I don't know. Are they doing gingerbread cookies as like a, favors, like a favor? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Christmas themed wedding. If you haven't put that together Christmas yet, yes. oh boy! Really, honestly, is this selfish. I would never. Yeah, yeah. it's that is fucked selfish. up. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So while that's happening, though, what she's done is she's very subtly forced Charles to bring his uh, cookie delivery that would normally go to the bridal shop owner to her house so that the bridal shop owner has to come to her house to pick up the cookies. And then she ruins the ribbon on the cookies, which sets off this anal retentive baker who's, like, so upset that the, the ribbon has been cut. He can't give the cookies to the bridal shop owner yes. now at this point. I
1: forget her name.
0: Hey, uh, Bridie. Um, so, Bridie, the bridal shop owner, arrives. Um, Charles is like, I gotta fix your box. Your box is all fucked up.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like saying it like that. No, I like saying it like that.
0: You got a weird box. I gotta get in there and do some work. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Um... So yeah, so that's happening because what she's trying to do is get to the notebook that the bridal shop owner has, which is like a huge leap in logic to assume that the notebook would be on her when she came to. She was s- right. Oh, she's one hundred percent right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she somehow convinces this woman to leave without her purse, to leave the room without her purse.
1: So, she assumed that the woman would have that book in her purse, and she did.
0: Yeah. Let me... I just want to point out one thing really quick. I hate that we do this sometimes, but I have to go back to the previous scene really quick. Because something happened in that scene that I almost forgot about, and I don't want to forget about it because it's insane. Okay. When Kelsey is talking to the bridal shop owner, she tries to distract her... By saying, "Hey, is that painting over there a real Degas?" And she says, "Yeah, actually, there's a funny story." And then she gets distracted. There's no fucking way that's a real Degas. You know how
1: no, I know it isn't? It's not framed. No. Yeah, it's a. It, <laughs> yeah, it was an unframed, like, poor, like, painting. What would a
0: Degas be doing? In a fucking bridal shop miss- in the middle of Bumblefuck Nowhere, another movie that once again Secret, takes place yeah, in Bumblefuck Nowhere.
1: Tiny town. That's right. Um, you're totally right. Uh, so yeah, Kelsey does this whole elaborate thing where she she wants to distract Charles with with cutting the ribbon. She wants to distract the woman. Um, how does she distract the woman to leave the room?
0: I don't even remember. Well, I think maybe she gets a call or something that she needs to take.
1: Conveniently. Yeah. And then she distracts her cousin by, like...
0: Throwing flour on her
1: like a bitch. But also, if you're going to be baking, would you be that upset if flour got on
0: you? No, not at all. No. No, I would expect it. It's part of the process. Look, yeah. when I finish baking, I well, you are... I look like powder from the movie Powder.
1: Yeah, you're a rare situation, though. Yes. Yeah. if you cook or bake, there's 50... Bowls and, and plates and cups in the kitchen. Everything looks chaotic. You look like a cartoon version of baking.
0: But what I love... You know, what I always think of when I'm baking is the woman doing the Rice Krispie commercial. Do you remember the old Rice Krispie commercial? Where she's like... Ma- she made... Um, she didn't even make the Rice Krispies. She like unwrapped the package of Rice Krispies and put them on a plate... Mm-hmm. And and then she, like, threw some uh, flour on her face and, like, stuff that walked out in the living room to present the the Rice Krispies to her family like she had worked so hard on them.
1: No, that's stupid because there's no flour in Rice Krispie
0: trees. Look, she's not a smart. Well, no, I think she's a smart woman. She has a dumb family is yeah, what the thing is. I've
1: been, like. There are three ingredients in those Krispy
0: treats, and flour is not one of them. Butter, marshmallow, crispies. Yeah, that's it. And then, if you're one of those assholes that wants to get fancy and throw other shit oh, in M&Ms. there, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna put M&Ms in there. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put uh, uh, chocolate chips, or <laughs> I forgot, I forgot the I word is. chocolate chip. No. I forgot the word chocolate chip, honey. I think the
1: older I get, the the less I enjoy sweets on sweets on sweets.
0: Yeah. I'm not a sweets on sweet. Well. Although. although no, I'm, I'm although, bullshitting. Yeah. Well,
1: no, okay. I'm, I'm saying that and then I instantly thought of two of my favorite sheets from Disneyland, which is one, the marshmallows on a stick dipped in caramel, dipped in chocolate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with like sprinkles or something. Yeah. Something,
0: it, some kind of a, a holiday sprinkle.
1: Four layers of sugar. Mm-hmm. And then I also we love those caramel apples, which is apples Ooh. dipped in uh,
0: again caramel. caramel chocolate, sometimes sweet. dipped in chocolate, depending on same, which one it is. Same yeah,
1: like we are the Taco Bell of sweets. That's right. Just three kinds of goop.
0: You know what though? I love it. I love. I love a simple life where I just mix piles of goo and eat them.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Because guess what? My teeth are gonna fall out one day, oh, no. and I can still go to McDonald's and get a full meal, no oh, problem. No. <laughs>
1: No, we'll buy you a um, Okay, so she she gets her book and, and she sees a note that says, Thanks for the hookup, uh, and, and it's signed uh, Todd's name with his number.
0: Yeah, and he's, let's get dinner Wednesday at Turbo's. The name oh of goodness. the restaurant is Turbo's. And the fact that there aren't like lightning bolts on the walls or something is absurd to me. Turbo's
1: is weird name for the restaurant that we later see
0: it but i I mean like if it's turbos i want sports cars somewhere i want something you know
1: the restaurant we see later is like um dimly lit uh like, what uh, where those, like, uh, Christmas lights? Yeah,
0: well, I think it's the, it's the sad fact where it's it's just owned by Kevin Turbo. Kevin like, Turbo? Yeah, some poor guy whose last name's Turbo, and so he's like, I want it to be fun and fancy and, like, slow down casual dining, unlike my name, which would be fast and fun. I'm Kevin Turbo. <laughs> You know how everyone th- does great character work by saying their name right up top?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so we then see her running into, uh, Connor in his makeshift office at the restaurant George's, uh, which we find out is Joey Fatone's restaurant. Mm-hmm. I, you guys, former, no, former, current sync fan, um, since 1999, thank you very much. April 1999 when they appeared on the uh, MTV's TRL Live.
0: That makes more sense. I was going to say Ed Sullivan.
1: <laughs> yes, the Ed Sullivan show in 1999. Uh,
0: no, they, uh, what did they do? I, was
1: it I Want You Back, I'm sure? Yeah. Or is
0: it, it's ten of my heart when I'm with I you. Think,
1: and I, I'm guessing it was I Want You Back. Based on, I remember that
0: it was... But that was their first hit, right? Not not I Want You Back. It was...
1: on my heart
0: when I'm with
1: you. When we are apart,
0: I feel it too. And no matter... I don't know how much I can sing and get away with.
1: Why are you doing the, like, Lance Bass range?
0: Well, because... <laughs> I'm trying to do it so that it's so bad that no copyright software could ever pick it
1: up. <laughs> oh, well, success, dude. Thank you. Um,
0: With or without you? Or was it called without you? What
1: what is is what? the
0: song? Was the song called without you?
1: What song?
0: The the song that I was singing.
1: Tearing Up My Heart. It's called
0: Tearing Up My Heart. It's called Tearing Up My Heart? Yes. I, th- I always feel like the last line is what a song should be called. So the fact that it ends with with or without you, I'm like, oh, that's the name of the song. <laughs> no, honey. It's called it's, it's
1: called Tearing Up My Heart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continuing... I found the audio. I
0: found the
1: audio. Oh,
0: you found the audio? Because we're continuing moments after we just finished oh, yeah. talking. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Definitely not the next day. Yeah. Okay, so I was right. It is uh, April 15th, 1998, so <sighs> 1998, and I was a little wrong, just by year.
0: Summon sync fan you are. <laughs>
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. so mad. Okay. Well, how much can I play before?
0: You can play none.
1: Okay, hold on. Okay, that's all you get. But I'm going to play it without this audio for Nick. Just look at. You're gonna look
0: play at, it without the audio.
1: Yeah, just oh, so just I can show looks. you how
0: yeah, they're all
1: in striped shirts that kind of coordinate.
0: Wow, guys, they are. They're like browns, like different shades and of greens. like browns and grays, greens, earth tones.
1: This in, is like etched in my memory. Big pants, big pants at the time. Yeah, but not nine, not, not like,
0: not like and MC look at, Hammer. Look
1: at Joey. Look
0: at him. Oh, Joey Svelte one in this. He he's
1: a little smaller than
0: he yeah. is. Wow. Oh, is is Justin the only one wearing cargo pants?
1: Um.
0: I can't tell if any of the other guys have cargo pants on. Yes. Wow. And they're like Ooh, they're big huge. leg cargo pants. Do
1: you recognize what this is? <laughs> oh. Oh, is this when they were doing the VJ challenge or whatever yeah, it was? Yeah, contest.
0: Wow. I remember that. Where Dave Holmes got beat by Jesse
1: cheating? Did Jesse cheat? His friends did. They that's why Dave Holmes ended up winning because they found out that they like hacked the system.
0: I always thought that it was a thing where Jesse won the popular Wait, oh. vote. Look, uh, whoa! Uh, front flip.
1: Flipping. yeah, no. Uh, I thought
0: Jesse won the popular vote, but because MTV recognized that he was such a train wreck of an asshole, that they he, they hired sh- Dave to be like the backup.
1: I'm pretty <clears throat> sure that Jesse, was Ch- Jesse Camp was found that he was like cheating.
0: Yeah. I remember Jesse Camp. Vanda comes for me, on me, Vanda comes for me. We don't have time to look. We're doing a whole okay. different, we're doing a whole different show. Okay, go. We're doing Christmas movies.
1: Okay, good. We're still
0: on the Christmas wedding planner. I thought
1: this was our in sync podcast.
0: Well, alright, our in sync podcast is next week. Okay, good. Called In Out of Sync.
1: Why that sounds sad.
0: Because I don't know about in sync and you're trying to get me in sync.
1: Oh, well, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so we go to George's restaurant, <clears throat> Giant Wreath.
0: That's right.
1: And Kelsey decides she wants to be a P.I.
0: Oh, well, then there's a fun little bit here where she doesn't know that George is the owner of the restaurant. She doesn't know that Joey Fatone is George. And so George is, like, asking them what they want. And she also doesn't know that... Um, Connor. Sexual private investigator Connor McClain is also the co-owner of the restaurant. Yes. So he or she orders Connor the lobster... Which is insane. And then two seconds later, Joey comes out with a
1: full fucking lobster. Head on. Where was that lobster Huge. hiding? Where was that lobster hiding? It's not hiding. It's in a fridge. But I'm saying, like, you got to make
0: fresh lobster, bro. You can't just have lobster oh, sitting right. out
1: skittle Scattle. No, you're right. It wouldn't be in a fridge, right? <clears throat> yeah. That's a good question.
0: Yeah, it takes longer than... Like, the 30 seconds to kill and boil and present a lobster.
1: You actually kill it as you boil it.
0: You can. That's actually kind of the cruel way to do it. The way I've always heard it is that if you crack it in the head with a knife, like you just split its head really fast, you it's an automatic kill. They don't feel anything, <laughs> allegedly. And then you get to boil them and dip them in butter and pretend like you're not taking another life. Because it's just food at that point. It's not another life. By the way, not a vegan. Love lobster.
1: Uh, lobster will kill Connor.
0: That's right, because Connor is deathly allergic to shellfish. Which did not come up. No. They present it as a thing, and it never comes up again in any part of the movie. It's another one of those, like, Chekhov's things... That is presented in these films that you're like, oh, that has to come back. And then it doesn't.
1: No, um, but Kelsey, after eating two single pieces of pasta.
0: Oh, that's right. She has the penne arrabbiata.
1: She decides that George should cater.
0: The wedding. Uh-huh. Because her caterer, I, I think we briefly touched on that previously, had to quit because he was going through a, a messy divorce.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and George says Yes. Which is insane to me, because George is like, never catered anything before, but yeah, I can do a wedding. Sure, why not? Also, I will say, the restaurant never looks busy. It doesn't look... No. It doesn't I mean, look...
1: it's little of the day.
0: But it just never seems like it's anything other than a front for drugs or something. Kelsey's on board now, because she wants to make sure that her cousin isn't going to accidentally marry a, an asshole cheater monster. So she's there to try and um, look out for her cousin, essentially. And also, because Connor's not too hard on the eyes.
1: Uh, But she doesn't tell Connor why she wants to do it.
0: No, she doesn't tell um, sexual, nubile, young private investigator, Connor McLean why she wants to do it.
1: Uh, No, but Connor thinks that Todd's family needs money.
0: Yes, he thinks they're strapped for cash. Um, which is not the case. I, he was totally wrong. He was like, he thinks the family's bankrupt, but the way that he has to find out is by going through the financial records what? of his father's computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that leads us to the next thing, right? Or am, I, am I missing something? No. All right. So that leads us to the next thing, which is a. Dinner that is being sponsored or put on by Connor's dad and Cause mom. This it's the rehearsal. Oh, it's the rehearsal dinner. That makes way more sense. The rehearsal dinner. Um, where Connor goes as Kelsey's date, even though, as Kelsey points out, he could have just said that he's the caterer because he is.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um... And then you see Connor walking around the least. Look, sexual young, nubile,
1: oh, six
0: packed private investigator, Connor McLean, does not know how to subtly investigate anything. He's walking around the party, giving his card out to every member of the wait staff,
1: interrogating them all. Mm hmm. While this is happening, uh, Todd's mother.
0: Oh, that's right. Todd's mother is talking to Kelsey, and Kelsey's mm-hmm. so distracted by Connor being such a shit private investigator that she doesn't hear the mother sa- ask if she can sing, um...
1: C'est le
0: At the wedding. And she says, yeah, sure, sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and the husband is supposed to be giving you, like, this is a terrible idea face, mm-hmm. but is not.
1: No, no, he loves it. Uh... Do you want to tell a story?
0: What story? Oh, yes. Okay, so fun times with friends. My brother at his wedding... Ha- it was a nice, it was a lovely wedding. Oh,
1: boy.
0: The, the bride's aunt, great-aunt somewhere yeah. around there, somewhere in that ballpark, decided that her her gift to the bride and groom would be... The beauty of her voice. And her voice was amazing. If you were casting like a school marm in like an <laughs> 1880s. Like <laughs> oh
1: boy.
0: like a temperance league person who's supposed to be singing a song. Like, Are
1: they going to listen to this? No,
0: never. Okay. Why would he listen? He doesn't care. Um, but she was singing Love Me Gentle. Uh-uh. what is it called tender love me tender love me tender love me true and apparently that song has
1: 70 verses
0: 70 verses that all end like they're the last verse of the song Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so my wife and i are sitting there and each time this woman finishes a verse we we start kind of clapping
1: and and she keeps going and it was like before the wedding started?
0: No, 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 no. This was after the wedding started. This was during the, like, the speeches and stuff that people were giving. Like, the the best man and the best woman, they gave their speeches, maid of honor, gave their speeches and stuff. And then they opened up the mic to anybody. They gave it, it was open mic time.
1: No, it was during the, like, wedding part. Was it? Not, I thought not it the was ceremony. I thought it was open no, mic time. it was during the ceremony.
0: Oh, God. So,
1: I don't know if it was, like... After she came down the aisle,
0: but it it took forever for this woman to sing "Love Me Tender," and I I want to ask my brother about it because I know that I know that it wasn't his.
1: Thing. Oh no, he that was not his choice. Mm mm,
0: not in the but least. If
1: you ask him, he'll be like, "It
0: was fine. It was fine. Okay." Um. Yeah. So, hey, unless you are certifiably like a professional singer, don't sing at the wedding of a a loved one.
1: We had someone sing happy birthday to another friend at a restaurant and it was awkward.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: I just, I don't, I don't get... And that was a professional singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that's how she makes money. Yeah. And it was still the most uncomfortable I've ever felt.
0: Well, yeah, because they always want to give it to you. Like, professional singers, though, that's the problem, is that even with a happy birthday, they're trying to sing it like they might win a uh, Tony mm-hmm. Grammy. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go. Um, So, yeah, she screws that up. And then she follows Connor into the father's private area, his office. That's the word I'm looking for, not his private area. And Connor's trying to hack into the dad's computer to get the information. But Connor's such a shit detective, again, that he doesn't know the password and he doesn't know how to get it. So it's up to Kelsey, not a private detective, but a snooping woman, to figure
1: out... <laughs> mm, that's our special skill. <laughs>
0: To figure out that the password is obviously the name of his boat. Do you remember the name? Let me in. Oh, no, no, wait. What, what What is it?
1: Let me in. I
0: thought it was let me in, but it's not let me in. It's like... Get it all. Get it all. That's right, baby. Turns out that is the password. Yeah. There, usually there's a lot of capitalization things. I don't think he would get it right the first time unless he, like... The dad did all lowercase. Probably. Probably did hacks into the computer, they start downloading all of the files on the dad's computer onto a thumb drive, which always drives me crazy in these movies. Any movie, any movie where someone is downloading data onto a thumb drive, if you're dumping the entire contents of a computer onto a thumb drive, that's going to take fucking forever. Yeah,
1: two to three minutes.
0: It's going to take at least two to three minutes, depending that's on... That's it.
1: No, that's it. Depending,
0: what, That dad probably has a an older computer, so I doubt it's like USB 3.0 or anything like that. It might be USB 1.0. And the download speed on that is purely pathetic. It would take <laughs> quite a while. So as it's downloading, though, who walks in the door but Pete's dad? Todd. Pete's dad, Todd. Man, these are some of the whitest names. <laughs> yes. Um, and so Kelsey, thinking very quickly, just lays one on Connor. Lip lock, not a punch. Like the, She starts making out with him. Yep. And then it leads to some of the most awkward dialogue in this whole movie.
1: Yeah, and just the dad ends up being okay <coughs> with the idea that they're going to fuck.
0: In his office. Because the dad's like, what's going on here? And she was like, oh, sorry, we were just looking for a little private moment. And then Connor goes, you know how women are. You always got to keep them happy, right?
1: And he like goes, And then dad yeah. goes, yeah,
0: my boy, yeah. He calls him my boy, which is yeah. so creepy. And then he says, well, I'll let you two get back to it.
1: Yeah. Disgusting.
0: If he came back in and there was cum on his keyboard, he deserved it.
1: On the keyboard.
0: I don't know if Connor's pulling out somewhere. He might just accidentally get it on the keyboard. Where would you come? In someone else's home?
1: Women don't, like, shoot, come.
0: But I'm just saying, hypothetically, if I'm a guest in someone else's home, I guess I'm trying to catch it. If I'm being 100%. Oh, or I'm,
1: like, in a napkin.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And But it, it, you're assuming I have the forethought of bringing a napkin with me.
1: You are a guest in this home.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm probably... uh, If we're being grossly 100% here, I'm probably catching it, and then I'm wiping it on the underside of a cushion or a couch or something. (laughs) Because who's going to touch that? Nobody. Nobody will know. Nobody's ever going to find out until there's an estate sale because the people died and they're trying to get away the furniture. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're like,
1: they didn't come all over this question. We didn't mention that they said that they had been firing all their staff <clears throat> and that's why Connor thinks they're broke.
0: Yes, that's right because they had been firing some staff. Um, so they get this they get the drive and they manage to make it out okay mm-hmm. um, but nothing on the drive. Uh, no no financial data indicating that the dad's in any kind of financial trouble. But firm, nubile, sexual, (laughs) private investigator Connor McClain is certain that there's something wrong with Pete. So he says, we got to stake him out. We have to organize a stakeout for the remaining three days before the wedding. We
1: are.
0: We are sorry go ahead
1: um i think this is when we find out she's an orphan so she has uh she's been is this when we find that she's been texting or mom?
0: no no but that she was raised by her aunt
1: mm-hmm. who has more flowers on her head that's right uh we see Charles again
0: oh Charles.
1: Who just needs therapy that's right like, they're doing the cake confidence. tasting yeah he's so which is so sad
0: this is a few days before the wedding they would already have that cake picked right uh-huh. we had our cake picked well in advance but a few days before the wedding they're tasting a variety of cakes which Charles is not happy about any of them he thinks he's ruined the cakes he used eureka lemons and the lemon cake and he's like why would i do that he walks away so that he can't see their faces.
1: How do you know the difference? I
0: don't know. I think it's a tartar lemon, maybe, as opposed to, like, a Meyer, which would be a sweeter lemon. I think. I don't know. So, yeah, they, they're picking cake. Um, oh, that's right, because Kelsey, uh, her cousin, finds out that she's been hanging out with Connor... And Kelsey's like, look, I'm sorry. I know that you guys used to date and that it was, like, he left you. And she's like, oh, I don't care. That was, like, years ago in college. I don't Mm -hmm. give a fuck. Like, go for it. Have fun. I'm getting married. Why would I care?
1: Again, this woman is so perfect.
0: Yeah. Um, so they decide on... I think they decide on the lemon cake. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um... So then, that goes back to the, then that that catches us up to where I was, right?
1: Yeah, and Connor does find out that Tosinley's not broke. Yeah. So that's why they're going to follow him for three days.
0: Because they want to find out what's going on with this guy. And Kelsey agrees, but only if after three days, if they find nothing, then Connor will leave the wedding alone. He won't try and ruin the wedding or anything like that. So they shake on it. She has a shitty, soft handshake, which drives me insane. (laughs) It was either that she has a shitty handshake or that firm, nubile, chiseled, uh, virile, sexual, private investigator Connor McLean is the kind of asshole who, when you go in for a handshake, tries to just get your fingertips and squeeze on your fingertips. Oh, I hate that. Because that's what happens, pretty much, is that she just gets, like, the fingertip grip shake, which I hate.
1: Uh, we see...
0: So, they decide to stake out by following Pete around the town in a white van. Todd. Sorry. No, Pete. They're following the fiancé.
1: Yeah, Todd. Pete. It's named Todd in the other movie. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure
0: it's Pete. Fuck, it's Todd. You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Todd. I don't know why I was saying Pete. Maybe it was it's, Pete in the other I one. I think
1: so. <clears throat> uh, they see. We see the guitarist from the other movie.
0: Oh, yeah. We see the guitarist from uh, Christmas with a Prince is busking on a corner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Todd stops to give the kid money. He's charitable. He's nice. Connor yeah. McLean thinks that this is uh, transference because he's secretly a monster, so he's doing nice things to try and assuage his guilt over being a, a serial killer. I don't know what I don't know what he thinks is wrong with Todd, with Pete Todd, but he thinks that something is wrong. Um, so they do some more investigating, following them around town, but also. During the montage of them following, following uh, Todd Pete around town, there's also a little bit of a montage of Kelsey and Connor falling in love. Mm-hmm. A lot of them like talking in the van to each other or him like tackling her so that they can't be seen. But really, he's, like, nuzzle-fucking her, almost. Like, it is an intense they're, nuzzle.
1: They're cute. They are cute.
0: It's a cute little they thing.
1: They have by far the best chemistry, even more than Zane and Quinn.
0: Mm-hmm. You're just saying something. Um. So, yeah, they follow him around town. All they see, though, is that this man is nice, kind, charitable. He helps women downstairs with packages. He does, like, every good, kind thing. Uh, Pete Todd could do, he does. Mm-hmm. So this concludes with their th- on the third day of the investigation at uh, Kevin Turbo's restaurant. <laughs>
1: yes, 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 yes.
0: Where Todd is going to meet the uh, bridal shop owner who doesn't own a fucking Degas, even though she says she does. What a liar. For dinner. And they're talking. And then this is where we meet uh, the city planner from uh, Christmas with a view, he shows up as the waiter.
1: Yes, he does.
0: Oh, boy. And he's dropping off. He's dropping apps. off. Not only apps. Like, it looks like some kind of a meatball dish, which he does not give them plates for. You always get those little plates with an app because you're not just fingering, you know, apps into your mouth. Like, you need the little plate. Well, if they're
1: bite size, Still, you need the little plate. You would not use the plate.
0: No, I... Anything... That is meant to be served as an appetizer, I believe, should be able to be fit in my mouth in one bite. So and why, by and large it is.
1: So why do you want the plate?
0: Because it's the, the, the concept of the thing.
1: You're ridiculous.
0: I know. But he also brings, like, an elaborate candle, um, what, what, not a candelabra, but like a, um, you know, a candle holder. It's got, like, yes. five candles on it, all a light. And, I'm, like, that's too much light.
1: That's. That's a firehouse. You
0: normally have like the one candle for an intimate mood. Five candles in front of you, separating you between your uh date. Yeah. I- I'm gonna burn myself even on accident.
1: Yeah, or on purpose.
0: Oh no, but definitely on purpose, just so I know I feel something. Um <laughs> I did that once. I did that once, honey. I when I was really depressed in college, I thought to myself, God, I, I'm so numb, I can't even feel. I'll burn myself with this cigarette. And I did. And guys, I knew in that moment that I could feel and I was an idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Glad that that played off.
0: Yeah. Um, so then what's next? Oh, so then this is where we find out about texting the dead yeah. mom. Because Kel, uh, because Kelsey's texting at the dinner, which is a very rude thing to do. And Connor calls her out on it. He's like, oh, love you much, Lee, huh? Who do you love? Because he was reading her text because, quote, unquote, he's a private investigator, but also because he's a snooping asshole. Yeah. And so she's like, no, I, I text my mom. She's been dead for two
1: years. She, she pays her phone bill." <laughs> Just <laughs> so that the number stays up so that she can keep texting her. Yeah. Uh, and then also huge, huge we go all around that that whole restaurant. Lots and lots and lots of giant glasses of wine.
0: Oh, big old glasses of wine. And then this is also the part where it dawned on me that the the most amazing thing that could happen in this movie is if the mom texted Kelsey back.
1: Yeah. A ghost text.
0: Yeah. It's cold in this box, Kelsey. It's dark. <laughs> Let me out, Kelsey. Let me out. That's a different movie. That's a it's a good movie, though. <clears throat> so they, they figure out that nothing's going on with Pete Todd.
1: Well, they figure that out when she confronts him.
0: What? No, 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 no. Because they think nothing's happening. So they're like, you know what? Let's fuck And so, (laughs) they lean in for a romantic second kiss.
1: Oh, yes. But
0: before the kiss, we get
1: an interrupted kiss again. Oh, we do.
0: Because the bridal shop owner shows up for Pete Todd's date. They sit down. They start talking. Kelsey sees this. She gets livid because she thinks that this is obviously a sign that he's cheating on uh, her cousin. Emily. So, she gets up confronts pete todd and the bridal shop owner pete todd reveals that they're old friends she cut him a deal on the the dress that he was going to buy the bride without her knowing which and that they're old family friends her dad owns the restaurant that this isn't some kind of nefarious thing it's just uh
1: here's the deal she would have gotten that dress months ago
0: yeah and um, also, we get a little bit of tension between Pete Todd and mm, yes, virile, Connor. young, chiseled uh, abs of the god Connor McLean, not private young, imbe- personal investigator, private investigator, not young. Okay, not young.
1: He looks. He looks like uh, the same way the prince did in the last in Prince of the View. No, no, not Prince with the View.
0: Prince with a view. Yes, Christmas with a prince view. Um, Christmas with a view of Prince.
1: He looks 10 years older than uh, Kelsey.
0: We get some tension there because Todd's like, oh, is this what you do? You just fuck with all the Wilson women? Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? And Connor's like, it's an honest mistake. I'm so sorry. Let's go because Connor's a good person. Yes. Mm. Kelsey feels really bad. She gets called back to her aunt to try it like, because she has to smooth things over with the aunt and her cousin. Turns out the aunt didn't tell the cousin. Uh, Pete Todd didn't tell the cousin because the aunt was able to kind of get things down to a, a, a reasonable level.
1: Always a red flag.
0: Mm-hmm. And she said that...
1: Um, no, I'm just saying always a red flag when the the, the husband-to-be is always like, I'll keep that from my future wife.
0: Yeah, it should just be like, no... I mean, honestly, in that moment, he should have been like, no, oh, my God, I understand what you're saying, and I understand what you That's No, this isn't what's happening. But instead, he's much more aggressive about it. Yeah. Um, but then the aunt reveals some secrets about Connor and why he left originally. Turns out he blackmailed the uncle for money said if you pay him money, then he would leave uh, the daughter alone, her Mm -hmm. cousin. And so the uncle paid him off, he left, and then apparently a couple of months prior to the uncle's death, turns out that Connor was back in contact with the uncle, trying to seemingly get some more money from him. So once Kelsey hears this, she's heartbroken. She really thought that this guy was the one. Um, goes to George's, and immediately lays it out. She doesn't want to see him anymore. She doesn't want to hear from him anymore. He's dead to her. It's a very Santa girl type situation where she doesn't want anything to do with this guy all of a sudden.
1: Or the um, <clears throat> Christmas, Christmas with the a prince. prince yes, yeah. uh, but Connor loves her.
0: That's right. He says he loves her. She says that she doesn't want to see him again. This is what like. One of the few times that I love you is dropped and not reciprocated at all.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Um, so...
1: We get to the wedding day.
0: We get to wedding day. Kelsey's so busy coordinating everything for the wedding. She's got it all unlocked. She's saying that there should be five of those things on the pews instead of three. You gotta up the thing count on those pews.
1: I like all them. I don't the- know what they are. Mm-hmm.
0: All of a sudden, she has assistants that were never there for any other part of the movie.
1: Yeah, day of helpers. Yeah. I like all the, just the background actors, like, pretending to work on things.
0: There's a lot of people just, like, gently fingering and probing stuff that they're not actually fixing or doing anything to. A lot of, like, floral arrangements that are being poked.
1: <clears throat> uh, and then Joey calls. Oh, wait. Do we see Todd first?
0: Oh, yeah. She apologizes to Todd, to Petey Todd. He's like,
1: don't worry about it. And
0: he's like, it's fine. It happens. You did a great job on the wedding. The wife and I are super thrilled. You know, congrats. He takes off. Um, then she gets the call from George Joey Fatone.
1: Uh huh. Giving I...
0: 300%. Oh, Yeah. And he's telling her that there's some bad news. The refrigerator went out last night; all the foods ruined. She's yeah. got to come over to the restaurant. Yes. To talk to him about it. She gets there. George immediately apologizes, says that everything's great, but that he was put up to it by Silver Fox, private investigator. <laughs> <Connor McLean. laughs> thank you, thank you, thank
1: you. Uh, and he wanted to tell <clears throat> her that uh what happened with the uncle because he thought it was a loan from the uncle for the restaurant
0: yeah and then the uncle said that if he ever showed up again that they would the uncle would say that he blackmailed him and so he left the cousin alone and then the uncle months before he died said that something wasn't right about todd honestly The uncle kind of sounds like the kind of creep that's like... Nobody's good enough for my baby girl but me. If anyone's going to get their hands on her... It's going to be me. It's always that vibe that's creepy. Um, So he says something's wrong with Todd. So he hires... Connor to investigate Todd. Because as he said... The uncle said prior to his death... It takes one scumbag to know about another scumbag.
1: Yes. So... It explains both payments...
0: Mm-hmm. and that the first payment he only accepted because George's restaurant was in trouble because no one's there ever and this man has lobsters ready to go all the time it's a bad financial plan but Connor agrees and helps out and bails George out which is why he's part owner of the restaurant now mm-hmm. um, Kelsey though still not, not buying it not into it I don't know exactly what it was but she just seemed disgusted by him, so she leaves again. Says no, thank you, sir.
1: Actually, I don't think, <coughs> they, I don't think she knows about the second.
0: Oh, you're right. She doesn't because she doesn't know he's still keeping the secret. Mm-hmm. Another bingo of who his uh, employer was.
1: Yes. So she she thinks he still took the second check.
0: Oh yeah, he's yeah. She was still trying to blackmail the uncle, or he was. So she leaves, goes back to the wedding, um, and then in the interlude between her going back to the wedding and the wedding starting, there's another little quick cutscene of our pregnant uh, maid walking in, who's also the elf from Christmas with a Prince and also is in the restaurant in Christmas with a View.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: She comes walking in, has a storied life, and she's like, hey, you... You wanted to talk if anybody had anything, any information on, you know, Todd Pete. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: And so she says something to him, which is we don't hear about first, because the wedding starts.
1: Yeah, there's 14 minutes left.
0: Yeah. And this wedding is attended by, I would say, roughly 10 people. There's almost nobody at this goddamn like 30
1: wedding. 30 to 40. Okay,
0: maybe 30 people. And uh, the jealous bride immediately oh, yeah. finds another Indian person to hook up with, which I thought was
1: like, we always do that? Like, I, uh, yeah. But I guess,
0: you know, you have your preference, you have your type, whatever it is.
1: I just think it's funny that it's supposed to be like really rich uh, and fancy, but it's the cheapest, ugliest looking wedding.
0: Oh, the cheapest, ugliest church. There's just like a, uh, a curtain in the back that's supposed to hide the door. Um, but it's like a curtain on a cheap hanger. And it, it, it itself is a cheap curtain that is... And everything's Christmas, which unless you do it so right and expensive... A Christmas-themed wedding is just going to look tacky and kind of gaudy.
1: It just looks like someone hired a small church. Or like, you know, like the airports, they have churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, airport church. That's where they got married. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I definitely think so. Um, <clears throat> wedding starts. Do they get to the, if you have any reason why these two should not be wed in holy matrimony, let us know. Nobody is there. They start going on with the ceremony. Connor busts in the door. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, doesn't want to be a bother. So sorry to interrupt. But he's got something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's got somebody who has something to say. And it is the pregnant maid. And turns out that she's not just pregnant. She is pregnant with Petey Todd's baby. Of
1: course.
0: And... In an effort to try and bury this news, the dad fired her.
1: What? Why?
0: No, you do it like the, the TV show Slasher oh, yeah. that was on Shutter. Where I was you, thinking
1: about that too. You
0: keep them around with the threat that they'll never be able to find another job anywhere if yes. they spill the secret or leave. So you can keep an eye on them. That's the plan. That's the play. And then, you know, you pay for the kids' education, all that stuff. You do, like, the right thing, but... You do it on the down low.
1: Yeah, so there's this whole back and forth between uh, <clears throat> Todd and the dad. I'm like, Dad, get rid of her. Dad. Dad. Dad, she's ruining my wedding.
0: And so. And
1: Emily's like, tell me this isn't true. Uh, look at me, tell me it's not true. And she, he just goes, don't let her ruin us.
0: Yes. Yes, the best when Whenever, like, the good guy comes out as a scumbag, mm-hmm. it's always great because it, they always end up saying something that is horrifying. Don't let this woman who's carrying my baby ruin what we have. <laughs> yeah,
1: that I clearly want no part of.
0: Yeah. Emily walks out on the wedding. Um, Todd Pete decides that he's going to try and get a swing at Connor, throws his tie over his shoulder...
1: So yeah, why?
0: Well, I've only ever seen that happen in restaurants and it's because you don't want to get food on your tie. So He's gonna I'm assuming
1: Who's going to eat Connor? No. I
0: think he thought I'm going to punch this guy in the face, blood's going to spray everywhere. I don't want to get it on this tie.
1: I think he doesn't know how to fight. He's just going to eat him.
0: Maybe. Or maybe he was like this guy's not going to choke me with my own tie. I'm throwing it over my shoulder. Mm.
1: Um So who, who who trips him? The aunt. Oh, she's good.
0: Yeah. Uh, the aunt trips him up. He. We
1: didn't really talk about the aunt.
0: No, no. I mean, she's just. She's a good person. Yeah. She kind of comes off as maybe shitty, but she's not. She's and she, just she stern. T- yeah,
1: she's she just took care of yeah. uh, Kelsey her whole life.
0: Took care of Kelsey her whole life. Took care of uh, Emily.
1: And the mom when the mom was dying.
0: Yeah. And she's rich. She's fucking rich. She's got yeah, connections nice. with. Uh, WeddingDessureMagazine
1: I'm sure she knows three to four. Gorn May Gingerbread House designers
0: enthusiasts.
1: enthusiasts. enthusiasts. <laughs> think, like, yes. <laughs> um. So yes, this <clears throat> is when Connor reveals to Kelsey outside why he was hired. Mm-hmm. And then we get an "I love you."
0: Oh boy. So we get we get so much.
1: You guys. We get this it. ending.
0: We get an I love you. And then we get a proposal.
1: Which I kept thinking
0: he's, he's not, not going to propose. Uh, yeah. yeah, no. He proposes using the aunt's ring. The aunt throws him her ring. Yeah. To use to propose to... So, really, he is scamming this family out of stuff.
1: <laughs> I think uh, the aunt must be so rich she just has extra rings on her hand.
0: Extra engagement, wedding rings, something. Um, so, they're engaged. But not s-
1: only that. Not only that,
0: but then Emily's like, hey, guys, we have stuff. Why not? Don't let it go to waste. They get married that day. In front of the remainder of Pete of Todd's family. Yeah. (laughs) And and all of Emily's friends. Because none of Kelsey's friends
1: are there. Or Connor's or Connor's parents.
0: I don't even think Joey was in the audience at all. No.
1: He was catering (laughs) in the back.
0: And yeah, it ends with them getting married. Yeah, where was Joey? With all of the money and resources that were went into it for her cousin's wedding and then then there's a final clip of them kicking open the door to their honeymoon suite which was
1: obviously her cousin's honeymoon suite. It happened during where we usually get bloopers. Yeah. So it was really confusing cuz I thought, well this is a blooper.
0: And it's just a it's shot a blooper. of blooper. It's just a shot of them going into their honeymoon suite. That's it. It's not like... Funny. There's no reason for it. No. Yeah.
1: I thought it was going to get funny. I
0: thought it was going to get funny. I thought maybe a titty would show up. Nothing. And it's ridiculous. It doesn't need to be there. Um. But it is the wildest ending we've had to any of these Christmas movies so far. By a country mile.
1: Yes. The last 15 minutes are just jam-packed
0: which is weird because the preceding 45 is a little loose. You could you could figure this out it's a little a bit better.
1: It's a short movie. Mhm. Uh, it's a short movie and a wild 15 minutes.
0: The pacing's off. I enjoyed it because of the last 15 yes. minutes. It was losing me up until those last 15 minutes of the movie and then it brought me back it's
1: so hard. It is like this is the best movie I have ever seen.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That is Christmas Wedding Planner, a movie that has very little to do with actual Christmas wedding planning Mm, and a lot to do with private investigation.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: I don't know what the original Wedding Planner movie with uh, Jennifer Lopez was like, but I assume there was a lot of private investigation involved?
1: Yeah, almost exclusively. Oh, okay. All right,
0: so, out of... 5 lobsters. 5 christmas lobsters.
1: Yes. <laughs> I I'm going to give it a 4.
0: I'm I hate to be this guy again. I'm giving it a 3.5. I'm giving it 3 lobsters and a lobster tail. Fair. I thought it was good. I thought it was at the point where I started not caring. It changed things up so wildly on me that I cared intensely <laughs> about the ending.
1: Well, this movie has Joy for tone.
0: That's true. Who so?
1: And this four is all stars. The other
0: part of our theory that I think is proving true is that, like, these other actors that they bring in, like the B movie actors or something, the the names, quote unquote, they bring so much more to these movies because they actually have
1: talent,
0: talent and charisma.
1: Uniqueness, nerve, nerve, and, and talent. talent. Yeah. Yes, uh, I I think strictly for him, I give it four stars.
0: Yeah, I I, I can agree with that. Uh, I'm willing to up my rating. Four four Christmas lobsters.
1: Yeah. For Christmas wedding planner. Because he's the best.
0: Joey Fatone is the best. Um, yeah, that's it. Come back tomorrow for day 10? ten. I'm not going to tease what movie we're doing because whenever we do that, it seems to change.
1: Yeah, so we forget and then we watch the wrong movie.
0: Imagine that this is an advent calendar. Tomorrow you're going to pop open that 10 and whatever you get, you're going to get. It could be a piece of chocolate. It could be an eraser. It could be an Italian cookie. It Mm. could be body butter. (laughs) What an insane advent calendar that is
1: like we have three of those advent characters yeah
0: that's what i was kind of going with all right everybody well in the meantime merry flixmas
1: happy viewing goodbye
0: Bye.